This is an ABC podcast. Hi, it's Fiona Pepper here with the second episode of No Standing, No Dancing. If you've somehow found yourself here without listening to episode one, make sure you go back to the start of Phil's journey into political protest and teenage rebellion. Otherwise, settle in as we continue to trace the very particular awkwardness of teenage narcissism, along with hearing from a very angry fish. Here's episode two of No Standing, No Dancing. Pike Basher is one of those bands that have been lost in the malaise of musical history. I think this was the first song they wrote. I must have heard it a hundred times coming out of our garage. But it has to be said that Pike Basher were the supergroup who revolutionised the rural punk scene of South Oxfordshire. If my memory serves me correct, the original lineup was Dan Clark on bass, Chris Dawson on lead, and little Alfie Gamester hit some cymbals. They didn't have a drummer. We didn't need a drummer. We were an art band. And Phil didn't play the guitar, but he did have a lot of, well, let's call it self-belief. I was the lead singer, and as the lead singer, it was my job to sing in a faux American accent, as was the style of the time. I also had made a bold sartorial decision. He wore a cape. I did. A black cape with a hood, which I proudly wore on stage and to and from rehearsals, by which I travelled on bus. He looked a right knob. Now, growing up as a teenager in Wallingford, you have two main options available to you. You can either A, take heaps of ketamine and spend your evenings contemplating the infinite universe and cow tipping, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, It's where two of you creep up on a cow, position yourself at either end, and then you tip the cow over. Or you can B, take heaps of ketamine and start a band. I'm going to pretend I can't hear this bit of the story. Oh, come on, Alan. You must have dabbled with recreational drugs as a young man. I accidentally smoked one of Birchie's magic cigarettes once. Ended up eating a whole packet of Jaffa Cakes. I grew up around a lot of music. Mum always had music on in the house, in the car. Only it wasn't very good music. Mum exclusively listened to the soul singer Luther Vandross. That's not true, Phil. Oh, sorry, and of course, ABBA. Yes, ABBA. I have every album that ABBA ever released. I cried when they broke up. Well, of course, some people say they're commercial, but I like their lyrical honesty and surprisingly complex instrumentation. And still to this day, if my mum hears Waterloo come on the radio in the supermarket, she will stop the shopping trolley and sing a little too loudly until the song is over. I do not. You did that one time. Once. Maybe. It was a Friday. It was probably obvious that I was going to end up in a punk band. A punk band who did great covers of Mamma Mia. So Pike Basher was born in the historic summer of 2003. Now, we stumbled across the band named Pike Basher one sunny afternoon, and I am truly, truly ashamed to admit this, but as a group of boys... We had sort of once accidentally bashed a large adult fish to death on the banks of the River Thames. I tell you what, that is awful. Yes, it is, but 
Uh, pikes sometimes turn to cannibalism when the summers are cool and food is scarce, right? So they eat the smaller pikes uh, who, you know, that's, that's not nice, is it? I mean, they're aggressive, though not necessarily towards teenage humans. So yes, I regret it. But there we were, poking a defenceless fish with a stick. I thought you were a pacifist. Yeah, I know. That's horrid. It's disgusting. I really wish that this bit was not true, but it is. But, dear listener, before you sit there tutting, just take a moment to think about the shitty things you did as a teenager. And if it's not as bad as killing a fish with a stick, well then, well done you. Probably on drugs. I'm sure you all know the folklore surrounding the band Pike Basher. I mean, the rock and roll anecdotes are endless. But I will just recap the major plot points of the band's genre-bending career. We were once famously ejected from our recording studio. I, Alfie's dad's garage. Because Alfie's mum had found a scrap of paper with some of the lyrics to our smash hit, Eat Shit and Try. Just wasn't Mrs. Gamester's cup of tea, apparently. Mm, fair enough, too. Now, for those of you struggling to recall that song, it was the one where Dan had the slap bass solo at the start, and then there was that reggae breakdown in the third chorus in which, much to my friend Darren's dismay, I did a rap voice that was not altogether culturally appropriate. There was the fateful night where lead guitarist Chris Dawson actually left the band. Chris citing artistic differences, the rest of us citing that we did not like Chris's new girlfriend, Laura, namely because she chewed way too much gum. They're married now, and if the social media portrayal of their life is to be believed, then Chris looks pretty happy, to be honest. But despite the rock and roll history of the band, you may be surprised to hear that Pike Basher only ever played one proper gig. Like all the greats. What a gig it was, eh? I was supposedly preparing for my A-levels, but instead I was furiously organising the inaugural Wallingford School Battle of the Bands Night. He did very well. Phil programmed it, he produced, and he put his own band at the top of the bill. As I said, he did have a lot of self-belief. This Battle of the Bands Night was going to be the best damn band night this dusty old town had ever seen. We were going to have a raffle, spoken word, and there would be free biro tattoos at the door. He handmade tickets, pasted posters, did a little speech at assembly. Yeah, I basically organised a live event in a pre-Facebook era. Mental. And two days before it opened, the event had sold out. No tweets, no hashtags, just old school, sold all the tickets to punters. Sue and I bought tickets for us. And for Wendy and Mark. And Claire and her lot. And most of the neighbours on our side of the street, really. So on a balmy night, the who's who of Wallingford Secondary pack into a steaming venue. You can't move for teenagers and the people my parents have brought with them. My mate Birchie lent them a PA that he had borrowed from a guy he knew in Chichester. The music crackled into life. The crowd was a hazy, buzzing, prepubescent mess. I remember it being very sweaty. My teenage heart was in my mouth. This could be the night that me and my bandmates were immortalised as that band from Wallingford, whose early stuff was a bit derivative, but whose classics would live long into the early noughties until dubstep ruined everything for everyone forever. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of grunting, though. The first band were called Grandad's Ham. And they were possibly the world's first and last a cappella noise band. Then, Ginger Steve, who runs the pet store, his three girls got up and all together, and they had all those hats on, remember? <laughs> and they all played those little guitars, uh, 
Oh, what are they called? Um, Ukuleles. You sure? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, they all played those and... It was really quite moving. Alison Penfold and the awkward protractors, they confidently wore matching PJ Harvey T-shirts and rocked matching ukuleles like absolute boss ladies. I think my favourite was MC Killar, real name Michael, who rapped about growing up on the mean streets of Dorchester-upon-Thames. He was very good. I like that bit when he called us all homies. Next up, Chris Dawson, formerly guitarist of Pike Basher, was showcasing his new project, Cardigan Jam, which, if I'm honest, was actually rubbish. Serves him right, Judas. The crowd really gets going. It is very sweaty. And Pike Basher, take to the stage. I stand clutching the microphone and I back announcers because as we've established, I have literally zero humility. Ladies and gentlemen, Make some noise for the one, the only, Pike Basher. And we clap and cheer and cheer, you know, as you do. And this is the slow-mo, POV, black-and-white, cutaway movie moment that teenage Phil has been waiting for. The room erupts into a pleasant ripple and Dan works the slap bass solo and begins the intro to eat shit and try. The room swells with anticipation as my assembled contemporaries look on expectantly. Phil runs around to the front of the stage, past the amp and jumps up. Only he gets his foot caught. He half lands on the stage. For a brief moment. And then he falls with a very loud bang onto the cold, hard floor below. The little cape he wears, it gets wrapped round his head. The cape was indeed around my ears, but it did not block out the unutterably loud howl of my teenage peers. I mean, you had to laugh. It was, it was very funny. And as I lay there in a crumpled heap for the full 15 minutes of my fame, the bellowing laughter crushed my rock and roll dreams. But it died down, eventually. Phil, I think people thought it was part of the show. As I got to my feet, I looked out at the crowd, and I realised that I had just been immortalised. Not as Phil Spencer, lead singer of seminal art band Pike Basher, but as Phil Spencer, the one what fell off the stage at band night. And as I lay there, unable to move because of some fear and some concussion, suddenly the ghost of a large adult pike hovered above me and looked down opening its thin lips and saying, Oi, Phil, I think we'll call her draw. You are a little shit. That was No Standing, No Dancing, written and performed by Phil Spencer. This four-part series was produced by me, Fiona Pepper, with script editing by Sophie Townsend. It features Hugh Higginson as Alan and Sandy Eldridge as Sue. If you're enjoying Radio National Fictions, please review us. It helps others find the podcast. <laughs>